opportunities don't happen, you create them. Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 5 of our podcast series, the podcast that inspires and educates through the sharing of real-life experiences. I am Sheila, your host, and with me today is guest Christine McKay, joining in remotely. Christine is the CEO and founder of Salamandra UK, founded in the in 2014, the award-winning multi-studio business that ramped up 20 awards all around the world only in 2020. She has been named as one of Britain's top 100 female entrepreneurs, and her business was listed in the Small Biz 100 in 2020. She is a member of 13 prestigious bodies in the UK. Christine says, and I quote, you would not have a company or a product if it wasn't your employees. Nurture them, value them, celebrate them. Success, reputation, and satisfaction will follow. Hello, Christine, and welcome to Podcast with Sheila. Hi, Sheila. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm very, very honored. You're welcome. So how has it been at Salamandra? It's been an eventful last uh, 12 months, I have to say. We're very lucky to be in an industry that where we can still add value to our customers um, and we're still getting new customers and we're bringing new people on board in our team. So we do feel very blessed and we are very grateful uh, that we are in that position. So um, we can't really complain. We've had a couple of uh, you know, very bad months and we also had our very best month last December. So it's been a mixed bag. Wow. Wow, that's good. So what inspired the name and the birth of your company? Uh, Well, I started the company because I'm a very visual person and um, I've always loved animation. In fact, believe it or not, my first ever crush when I was a kid was on a a cartoon character called Marine Boy. And in fact, my sister and I used to fight over him and say, no, he's my boyfriend. No, he's my (laughs) boyfriend. Um, And speaking of my sister, the company's actually named after her. Her name was Sandra. Um... And Salamandra was her nickname. So uh, unfortunately, she died of cancer, but uh, so she celebrated in the business. Uh, it's not a, a common known fact, actually. And even my team, I don't think, know that. So uh, I'm sharing that with you today. Wow. I'm privileged to have you to hear you say that, really. So, did you have any challenges growing your business? And what are these challenges? Absolutely. Um, when, when I started the business, um, I'd actually been overseas, uh, working overseas and traveling overseas for over 20 years. So I really came back uh, and it was a standing start um, to, to, to actually start the business up. Um, you know, all my contacts were overseas. So in fact, what I did is I used all my contacts to um, service uh, the, the business that I was uh, creating uh, and had sort of remote teams. And then I gradually, organically grew the team in the UK uh, to have you know my own actual physical team so to speak so there are lots of challenges uh, also it's quite hard as an entrepreneur and, and potentially as a female entrepreneur to get things like loans um, it's it's really not that easy it seems the smaller you are the harder it is the bigger the company the easier the loans are yeah. it seems a bit crazy but uh, so it, lots of ups and downs uh, trying to get the the right uh, pitch uh, the right uh, product uh, and the right clients so um, certainly not an easy uh, uh, trip, but um, absolutely worth it, 100%. It's, um, for me, I feel very, very lucky that I feel like my job is almost like my hobby because I enjoy it so much and it doesn't feel like work. Yeah, it's stressful and it is hard work, uh, but it's still very, very enjoyable. Great, great. Great. So um, in all your life, in the, 20, in the 20 years of your life, traveling around the world, have you been doing the same thing that you're doing now? 
Uh, well, similar-ish. I've, I've done a lot of marketing, uh, sales and marketing, uh, where primarily what, what I kind of did, I drove across Africa in an old combi oh. with my then boyfriend, zigzagging across the country, um, and then ended up in, in, in South Africa, working back into Africa, which is lovely. It was really amazing. I loved it. Um, then I moved to New Zealand for a bunch of years, and then I came back, so I literally went around the globe. Okay. Um, but it was fantastic because um, even as a child, we, we traveled around a bit. I grew up in Portugal, went to Brazil, had a French education. So um, it, it's made me extremely fortunate to experience so many different cultures, languages, approaches, and it gives you lots of different perspectives. I think when you face with a challenge, you're armed with more um, kind of ideas, I suppose, because you've been subjected to, or subjected is probably the wrong word, but we had the wonderful experience of, of being in different environments and, and different you know, languages and cultures and different ways of doing business, um, different ways that um, uh, children get educated as well. I've seen with my children, unfortunately, I have moved them around a bit, um, which I always promised myself I wouldn't because I'd got moved around and didn't want to do that to my kids, but it uh, didn't quite end up that way. Okay, so what would you say in comparison with lifestyle in England and lifestyle in Africa? Because you've moved around a bit, like you said, in South Africa. What what would you say? A business in think, South Africa in comparison here, children going to school in South Africa in comparison to here, all of that. Oh, gosh. Um, one thing that I love about um, uh, a lot of the uh, African nations is the, the warmth that you have. Um, there's um, there's a, a big ritual between greeting, um, and I love that. It's sort of, you know, it's... Um, you, you greet people to, to, to stay well, to go well. Um, there's a, a, um, it's all part of the conversation and, and that happens in business too. Whereas in the UK, it can, can be a bit clinical. Uh, not always, and, and not necessarily in our industry because I think we're a bit more creative, so a bit more fun and yeah. more laid back. But it can be a little bit cold and clinical, whereas I love all that sort of warmth of, you know, sit down, let's have a bit of a conversation first and then get on to business. Um, it, it's very different from that perspective. The, the teaching is very different too. So um, I noticed that uh, uh, when we moved to New Zealand, for example, uh, it was uh, children get taught in groups and in one topic for like a whole term uh, across all the subjects. So the topic might be, I don't know, volcanoes, for example, yeah. uh, and that gets um, uh, studied in maths and English and geography and everything else. And the children move that they do this in groups and then when my kids came to the uk and and uh, they actually said mommy it's like robots here because you all <laughs> sit in rows and you're all in your desk and the teacher talks to you and you talk back if you get a chance and that's it and i suddenly thought wow that, that's quite a difference isn't it uh, the fact that, that, that in new zealand you really get immersed in a topic on every aspect which is more like life i think whereas in uh, in the uk it's it's about jumping through hoops it's become such a a tick boxing exercise that a lot of creativity is taken out of that. Um, I do think that the way children are taught is, is outmoded in lots of ways. That my kids are very lucky, they, they won a scholarship to a, an art school in New Zealand for a period. And what really impressed me was that, say in science, they would learn about microbes by creating puppets and doing a whole play about it. I mean, what kid isn't going to remember about certain microbes? because they remember the personality they've created around, you know, finger puppets that exactly. they've made themselves. Yeah. It's just a very different way of approaching things. I love seeing how things vary from country to country. Yeah. <laughs> some good and some bad. I mean, you know, nowhere's perfect, let's face it. It's true. That's true. That's true. So what engineered your many successes leading to your company receiving 20 awards in 2020? 
Um, I think uh, one thing I really pride myself on is is um, uh, with with my team creating the, the right culture um, and, and a, a welcoming culture and, and one that um, is uh, supportive and collegiate and not uh, one of the things we always say at the office is we don't do divas. Um, you know, it's it's not each man for himself. It's it's each man for each other, so, or, or woman for that matter. Um, so I think that makes a big difference. I worked um, sort of agency and client side for a bunch of agencies in obviously various countries, and some some agencies I walked into that I that I worked at, um, which were awful, had a terrible terrible culture where people were terrified of being backstabbed or um, or had to sort of felt they had to walk over people to to succeed yeah. and uh, I always swore to myself that I would create an agency that was the complete antithesis of that and hopefully it is um, it's uh, you know it is an environment where you know people can have fun and, and be silly um, and ask questions and one of the other things we say is there's no such thing as a stupid question at Salamandra and I probably ask most of them anyway but it's it's about you know not being afraid to, to fail or not being afraid to not know everything because that's how you learn i think exactly um, and i'm really proud of, of uh, uh, our team because they they are constantly learning and innovating and experimenting and and you know our culture allows that i suppose so i'm really proud of that and i think it it does make a big difference at the end of the day we're all human um mm -hmm. and this pandemic has really brought it home as well that uh, in business as well as socially it really shouldn't be B2B anymore. It's H2H, human to human, because yeah. that's really, that's what we're about. Exactly. And, and, and I love the fact that a lot of the veneer has been sort of scratched through during the pandemic where, you know, where people sort of put up fronts, they're now sort of a lot more, you know, normal. You know, they've got their, their pets in the background doing Zoom yeah. or, you know, the children run yeah. up and, and, yeah. and sort of want a hug or something. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, that sort of kind of makes us human. And it does. we're all the same, really, at the end of the day. Um, so I, I, I do cherish that. I think that the pandemic, if looking at it in the other way, has not been that bad because it's brought a lot of us together. It's made us view life in, in a positive way. Enough rest, we're having enough rest now. Families are bonding, getting to know each other properly. And I think that if we look at it in that side, then I wouldn't say it's a blessing, but then the good side of it is not that yeah. bad because yes, it's a silver lining isn't it exactly i agree i agree Sheila. it's a silver lining and i think anything that brings us closer mm -hmm. in such a fast world you know everything happens so fast now exactly. we don't seem to have time for anything exactly exactly so what advice um, can you give on employer employee relationship yes um so another little mantra which i've picked from which i've uh, sort of pinched from richard branson actually uh, which we try and adhere to as well is um um, train people up so they can leave you, but mm -hmm. treat them so they don't want to. Uh, mm -hmm. And so, um, for me, it's all about when I interview people to come and join us. I always ask them, you know, what is their absolute ideal job? If there were no ch no challenges, or you know, if they had a magic wand, what would be their, their perfect career, the perfect job? And for example, if they, you know, if they want to go to work for Disney, or if they, you know, they, they want to do character animations, or if I, I get an understanding of what they want to do. Like, for example, we've had um, graphic designers that wanted to get into animation. Well, I'll, I'll give them that opportunity. I will give them projects so they can experiment on and, and try their skills at, at different uh, parts of the business, if you like. And I think, I, I firmly believe that um, if you carry on learning, you never get bored. Um, and so if you allow people to learn while, while they're with you, 
and, and grow and you know the learning could be all sorts of things it could be how to work with each other it could be um, a new platform it could be a new way of doing a particular animation technique or um, or just to be able to um, do uh, public speaking for example we do these lunch and learns amongst ourselves where we teach each other all sorts of stuff from origami to knitting um, and it, it just helps everyone with their public speaking because they have to present they have to teach and now we're doing it all remotely we did uh, we did obviously we've got the two studios so kind of used to doing stuff remotely to begin with but so all those things i think um it enriches people um and they they grow within themselves as as people and their skills and stuff and i think that um kind of builds trust um and you know helps develop people and i think it's that trust that is really important between you know employer and employee and you know we um i definitely believe in in so in giving back, whether it's giving back to the community or giving back to your team, um, you know, I reward as much as I can. Um, you know, for example, uh, during the pan, well, just last quarter, um, as a way of paying it forward, so I knew we'd have to be working really hard. Everyone got a 15% increase across the board. Um, in fact, one, one of my guys actually said, are you mad? And I was going, no, I really believe in you guys. And I believe we're going to do this. And it was a leap of faith. Um, and then December we got our best month ever so it's I don't know you've got to believe in your people and you've got to give them um, you know uh, sort of the, the wings to fly if you like um, yeah wow that's brilliant isn't it because when you support them that much they also give their best to the company and then the company becomes successful it makes a lot of sense I, I think so I think I think the more you believe in people the more they believe in themselves and yeah. and, and the more you you, you know, we're very good at sort of praising each other, I think, mm-hmm. um, and and giving support. And I think the better you feel about yourself, the more you get to give back, isn't it? Exactly. And I think that's really important. Yeah. I mean, we, li- we, we work three quarters of our lives, so why not make it the best place to be while you're working? And, and that's my ambition, is to make it a great place to work because you're being the best person you can with your skills, mm-hmm. you know, you, you're getting to know your colleagues, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's... We're very lucky. We've, we've got, we do have a, a lovely team and everyone seems to get on really well, which is fantastic, a huge blessing. Wow, wow. It is said that hard work pays. Is this always true? I think so, yeah. I don't think there are any shortcuts. <laughs> Sheila, but you know, sometimes people do work hard, but then it doesn't, does it pay? Sometimes. No, you're right. You're right. It doesn't. If you take, if you put it that way, yes, there's yeah. a, a lot of people who work very hard all their lives and don't seem to, to get yeah. the reward that, that should be justified. I, I agree with that. Yes. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't think there's any success without hard work. Hard work. And it's not to say that if you do work hard, um, that you're necessarily going to be successful. I mean, there's so much of luck involved, yeah. as in anything in life. Yeah. You can work really, really hard, but if um, you know you're not blessed with luck it's you know that's the missing ingredient isn't it yeah um, that's it but but by the same token i don't think many successful companies or people are are not hard working okay. I, I think it goes hand in hand hand in hand that's true that's true so as a successful woman in business what advice will you give with regards to the importance of every woman having a little money of their own i think that's really important um i think that women need independence um more now and, and any, at any other period in time and in the future I think that um, I think it's we live in times where women do have financial independence or more and more so but I do think it's important to have that that um, that part of you that that belongs to you 
whether it's a you know the way that you you make your own money or you you know you have a pot for yourself um it is quite important um and i also believe that you, you've got to as, as a female you've just got to go for it uh you can't wait until everything's perfect which you know many of us do or try to do and and just believe in yourself and believe in your inner strength women are much stronger than we think we are uh we're amazing honestly the things that we put up with and 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 do and and selflessly we don't even realize it and we all suffer from imposter syndrome i'm the first to put my hand up for that mm. and it's really hard sometimes to to take compliments or you know or those awards you mentioned i mean i still have to pinch myself that you know any of those were were won by me or my business it's uh, wonderful but it, we we are i think uh plagued with this whole sort of imposter syndrome um i know i know men suffer from that too i'm not sort of saying that we're the only ones but um i do think that women are quite often unsung which is such a shame so um i encourage all women to uh, to support each other um i've had uh, i remember years ago at sort of the start of my career i um i was asked um to join a a, a women in business club and uh um i was very honored and and mm-hmm. i joined and i went to a board meeting and um there was one lady there that i really admired i thought she was amazing and and i asked her um if i was in south africa and i asked her said oh, uh, would you be my mentor mm-hmm. and she turned around to me and with a withering look and said no you'll have to learn like the rest of us oh. and i've never forgotten that and oh. i vowed to myself that i would never ever allow that ever yeah. happen again as much as yeah. uh, you know i could in 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 um if i had the power to change that and and sadly for many years i found that men were more um willing to mentor uh, yeah. me in a business way than, than females and, and again i've always fought for that women should support each other Chelsea. and and really you know um help and give them a ha- each other a helping hand uh, men are very good at doing that and and good on them you know they they you know the old boys club in the old yeah. days and all that kind of stuff and women need to learn to do that i think they are getting there though. but I, i'll never forget that that was years ago and uh I could still see that lady's face, you know, when she said wow. that. I was like, I felt awful. I felt oh, you're definitely, tiny. Yeah. Tiny, yeah. I was, so, you know, I was coming to that question. I was coming to that to say that um, it, it is usually said that women are their own enemies. In your own journey as a successful entrepreneur, have you come across envious or troublesome women who simply can't be happy for you? What was the story and what did you do? Uh, well, I think that there's that story of that lady. Otherwise, I'd, I'd, I'd say that... Um, in the old i think things have changed a lot but mm. a few years back i'd say that women were more prepared to support men than women which i always found very odd um but i think things have changed you know there are many like for example the f entrepreneur that i was uh, very honored to be um mm-hmm. uh, voted on to they they um one of many associations that sort of support women and women in business and that kind of stuff which is fantastic but at the end of the day i think it should be men and women helping each other, each other. i don't think we should segregate each other uh, uh, as ha- often happens because we live in in a society with men and women and they're yeah. both equally interesting and important and should just get on with it you know and yes, just to exactly. support each other exactly. um, and not worry about gender or anything else for that matter mm-hmm. do you think that we, it, the way we behave as women is it because we are scared that when we help one woman to move up should be further up than us is it is it out of envy or what could it be because i believe that if you if you believe in yourself you shouldn't be worried to mentor other people or to help them grow or to develop themselves 
if you believe in yourself you should be able to do that easily without butting an eye or wondering if i should help i should get better than me we shouldn't even be worried you get it no, i agree i agree with you i don't i don't think i think you should be if you are happy in yourself then you should you shouldn't um begrudge anybody's success exactly. um and i also think that by celebrating somebody else's success you you um wishing them well and, and and make yourself a better person so you're wishing, wishing yourself well too exactly. it's uh and it's the opposite if you wish somebody um you know non-success or, or sort of failure yeah. you're yeah. wishing yourself failure so i think by by you know celebrating um whether women or men um i think it's it's just good for the soul it's, it's good for yeah. you it's uh that the better vibes you give out that the better vibes you get back you absolutely get back. it's true it's yeah. true it's true it's like a force in nature isn't it yeah yeah it's, isn't that yeah. what they call karma it's, karma yeah uh, I, yeah i do think what what you put out there you get back um, so it might true? take a while because sometimes it feels that like some people get away with murder but uh, <laughs> yeah. i just I do think eventually it sort of evens itself out yeah. at some point rather yeah that's true i realized that you are a member of over 13 recognizable bodies correct me if i'm wrong and i believe you have a private life with family and all that together um with commitments and all that how are you able to spread yourself across all these bodies and still be effective and relevant as salamandra uh, well i haven't actually added it up so uh, good on you for doing that um uh, yeah you yeah, i'm sure that's the number um so I, i think the the answer to that would be that i have got a most amazing team and they really help out so there's lots of things i i have i do have a support behind me that helps me to you know uh, sort out all sorts of you know whether they be um marketing or or pr elements uh, or events or, or like this speaking events and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um and i it is hard to to juggle work and and uh, family commitments yeah. it absolutely is and and i think any parent feels guilty i think perhaps women more than men because it's uh, traditionally more of a female role as a as a you know a, a mum uh, yeah. but um I, i have always felt guilty that i um haven't been 100% of my time with the children but having said that um i think i'm probably a better mum as a as somebody who's working this is my own personal experience it's not everyone else's experience but i think i'm a better mum as somebody's working than than not because i think that if you create something for yourself you've got more to give back if that makes sense exactly whereas you're constantly giving as as a mum you you um you can get sort of you know suck dry because it's uh you know you're giving everything to your mm-hmm. children which is 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 lovely and and it's it's you know what nature intended but sometimes i think we probably give too much and and don't leave enough for the person that you are before you were a mum um yeah. you know you as your mother that's 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 it that's your pigeonhole yeah. um so um it is really hard to juggle the two and and believe me i have felt very guilty um sometimes you know thinking gosh you know i should have spent more time with with this or with that you know yeah. but um sometimes you have no choice either i think most working mums don't really have a choice um yeah. but you just make the best of it don't you yeah um and and it's just so special when you do have those family moments and and you try and plan so that you have a bit of time uh, okay. and time i think is what we're all very short of isn't it it's, it's so true it's so true it's so true so one of your studios is located close to wind the windsor castle is it is it 
Yes, it is. It's across the river. Uh, we actually, our first office was um, in in a beautiful um, uh, old building, literally 30 meters across from the entrance of the castle. Oh. So our boardroom, uh, you could see the changing of the guards twice a day, and and you know trumpeting past and everything, uh, and it was just fantastic. And and our office is right at the top floor, so you could look right into the castle grounds. Wow, um, wow. And, and you also had the most amazing sunsets from the other side of the, of the office, so really special. And then, unfortunately, Windsor's got very few uh, buildings uh, as office space, so we were very lucky to find the most perfect uh, studios across the river in Eton. And Eton is uh, sort of much smaller, it's quite a sort of tight-knit community and, okay. and, and surprising businesses tucked away in there. Wow. So, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's lovely. It's, it's very pretty um, and very historic. And, uh, and yeah, we love it. Every, every year, actually, we, um, mm -hmm. we uh, create a, a birthday card for the Queen and we, we hand deliver it to the uh, castle. And wow. she writes us a letter back uh, to thank us. It's really cool. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's beautiful. Do you do some charitable work in that community? Yes, we do. We, we support, um, so in Eton, we support the Windsor Homeless Project and in, uh, in Dundee, the other, where the other studios are, we, um, we support another homeless charity called Transform. Uh, both fantastic. In fact, we recently got them together on a call for them to sort of cross-pollinate ideas and it was incredibly fruitful because they both do things quite differently, but they've obviously got the same um, uh, sort of, uh, how should I say, goals but okay. uh, they've got different legislations and they're kind of learning from each other which is really cool so um, yes we do and we also support local students um, we did we had well when we were at the office of course uh, do work experience at the studios we've, we've also um, hosted um, um, sort of physically and mentally uh, disadvantaged adults and children uh, we've spoken at various uh, local schools we've even uh, spoken a couple of times at Eton College which is okay. a very famous school as you know um, and uh, yes, we've uh, we've done a number of things actually. So we we, we very much believe in giving back to the communities yes. that we work in. It's, I think it's really important. It is. It is. It is. So where can our audience connect with you? Uh, well, uh, you can connect with me on LinkedIn, uh, Christine Mackay, uh, or you can go onto our website, which is salamandra.uk. Um, and if you want to email us, you can email us at hello at salamandra.uk and, and follow us on social media. We're on most of the social medias, uh, Twitter and Instagram and uh, Facebook and also LinkedIn. Okay. So you can follow us that way. Okay, in closing, what will be your final words of advice to our listeners? Um, I'd, I'd say listen to that voice inside and go for it. Beautiful, beautiful. If you've been listening in, this has been season two, episode five of our podcast series, where we've been bringing your way seasoned guests with inspiring life stories to share with us. Do not miss out on all these lovely experiences. Subscribe and be notified when a new episode is released. We have a video presentation of this show on our YouTube channel. If you would like to see us in pictures, just search for a podcast with Sheila on YouTube and you will find us. On this note, we would like to say a massive thank you to all our listeners from 18 countries around the world. This show continues to be to grow stronger and stronger because of your support. Podcast with Sheila is aired on eight listening platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and YouTube. Please don't forget to subscribe, like, and share this episode if you were inspired by it. Have a brilliant week. And until we meet again in a fortnight, have a lovely week. <laughs>